0: Let this episode be towards speaking towards the global Methodist people and 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 the whole entire global methodist movement right now. Why don't you do these things? You need to start doing these things. You need to start adapting these things. This is gonna help you out. Let's start working towards this, this and, and these strategies. Hey guys, Lucas Cursor here at Method Ministries. And hopefully today my audio is a little bit better. I don't know if you noticed, but in the last couple of videos, my audio has been struggling. It's been going like kind of like. Uh, in and out my voice gets weird and like you know the screen will pause i have been working on my wi-fi issues i don't know why i have verizon files i have the uh and the top spectrum you know whatever that is but i do have the top one so i've been trying to trying to tweak it you know trying to work around it so just bear with me but today we're going to talk about reform tactics and this episode is not going to be a knock on uh you know the reform world or or reform theology because actually i think that the that the people who call themselves reform you know whether they're Truly reformed or not, I think that they have good strategies, good good tactics. That I think Methodists, people who call themselves Methodists, you know, whether you're um, one who just goes to, a, to an institutional Methodist church or you're just a Methodist in um, head and heart that goes to a different denomination or non-denomination, you know, you know, you're uh, you're a person first, and and the people uh, called Methodists were people; they were other people called Methodists, and only then did the institution of Methodism, the denomination, spring forth from that. But I think regardless of that. If you're a Methodist and Methodism and Methodist people and you know, the people who call themselves Methodist should learn and see the value in these strategies and tactics and use it because I think it's going to help the church and even help the, you know, the uh, the denomination right now, speaking of the global Methodist church, because, you know, I think they're, they're in the rebuilding stages and, you know, a lot of churches are nowadays from the past couple of years or maybe in the past couple of decades because, you know, liberalism came in, wokeness came in. And you know, created fault lines to grab the language of Odiabekum, fault lines, you know, you know, dividing lines between you know uh, issues of social justice. Not going to get into all of that, but Methodism is is in a rebuilding stage, and there are strategies and tactics that I think the reform people use, the camp of the you know the reformers use that work, and that we should adapt. So let's uh, let, uh, let's talk about that. I have um, I wrote some things down on, on my phone that I. I want to review and go over and these are the primary things that the reformers use so maybe if you're a calvinist listening or if you're a reformer listening this isn't going to be a video bashing you This is going to be a video you know patting you on the back and say hey you guys do a good job at this so i'm i'm giving my hats off to you i'm i'm, I'm paying my respects and I, and and i hope that you um you know can just see that and if if you are listening and you haven't subscribed yet please subscribe and like and share this video or even if that's a podcast, the same as well. So let's get into it to keep away my, my phone like that. <laughs> so let's get uh, into it. So the first reform strategy that that I think Methodists should adopt is the reformers have a lot of good sayings out there, or they're good in the sense that they describe what they stand for and the message that they're trying to communicate. And you, you know, you heard these this uh, or these sayings. You know, one of them is. Um, uh, the, what is it? The sovereign grace of God. You know, they like to use that word sovereign grace of God. And that's a flagship, you know, you know, this is a, a flag that they're planting that people can say, Hey, and recognize, Hey, this is what they stand for. This is what I'm communicating. Here's the message. Come join us. It's, it's giving people a handle. You know, there's a bucket and it's putting the bucket down say, here, here's the handle, grab it and pick it up. You know, another big one is the doctrines of grace. We definitely have heard that one. The doctrines of grace. I believe in the doctrines of grace. Uh, you know, that communicates a lot for them. That sends a message to a tons of people, and it gives them something to grab and get a grasp on. They, you know, again, they use speaking about the you know the same sovereign word, the sovereignty of God, or the you know they'll say the you know the depravity of man, but again, the you know the sovereignty of God, and they'll use uh, monergism and, uh, you know, versus synergism. These are terms, these are labels that Methodists should start adapting and using because we have our own terms. We have our own labels, but we don't really use them or the very least people don't really know about them. People don't know that Methodists have really good labels that describe their theology and their denomination and their beliefs and convictions in the scripture. Like some of them, you know, um, I try to use them. I try to adapt it. It's in my cover page on my YouTube, but some of them, and these are really big ones, that if you know Wesleyanism, if you know the theology, if you study John Wesley himself and, and people called Methodists, they use these terms, and these these terms were then what they were going after. These, again, these are their, their convictions. These terms are scriptural Christianity. That's a huge one, scriptural Christianity. John Wesley was in pursuit of scriptural Christianity, or another word is uh, primitive Christianity. Another big one is the, the transformative grace of God, or the free grace of God, or the free transformative grace of God. The, these are all Wesleyan Methodist terms. And they describe our theology and what we're in pursuit of and what we're about. And again, it's giving people a handle that they can pick up that bucket with and get on board and and join join this denomination and help out the people called Methodists. And Methodists don't really use these terms. They don't, they don't go uh you know really capitalize on this because again you know this will 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 give somebody an open door that they can be a part of that community and and reformers do a great job at this i mean they capitalize on this and not only see not only does it, it 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 tell people what they stand for it also tells people what they don't stand for because when they use terms like monergism right they're trying to critique the other side and tell you about the other side and those who aren't like them they're saying hey were for this those other people who aren't us are not for this and so there's a a dual benefit going on when when you give people these terms it helps to show what what other denominations and beliefs and theologies and uh christian you know communities are about and what other ones outside of those are not about and methodists don't don't use this at all and we should and we got great terms which you know by the way you know let me say this too I believe um, Methodism is way, way better than reformed theology. And even, you know, looking at their terms versus our terms, like they use, you know, terms like sovereign, you know, the sovereignty of God, monergism, um, you know, uh, the doctrines of grace. Well, Methodists have those terms, but we have even better terms. You know, we say the free transformative grace of God, that's better than the doctrines of grace. It's telling you about this grace—it's saying it's transformative. It transforms transforms your being, your nature. It's it communicates holiness, which is what uh, Methodism is about. Or even if you're in the Wesleyan tradition, you know, say you know, say you uh, you're not even a Methodist. You're just in the Wesleyan tradition. Well, great. Still so use these terms because you're claiming heritage to that uh, theology and that body of belief. Now, the big one is holy love. And man, I I love this term, holy love. We, you know, we need to really, really harp on this. This is what we're about, holy love, because when we say holy love, what we're saying is love is defined by God. We're saying God is love, and that's the love we're after. We're after the love of God. So when we, you know, we, we, say we, we, we uh we want to love people, we want to love God, we want to love our neighbors, we're saying we want to do that in holiness. And again, that goes back to, well, who defines what is holy love? Well, God does. Why, why aren't we capitalizing this? Why aren't we using this? We need to start using this and implement these terms as a strategy and get them out there. Let people know what we stand for, you know, you you know, let people know what Methodism is about. It really is better than Reformed theology. It really has a whole, you know, well of, of biblical truth to, to, to offer. And we don't use this like primitive, you know, you know, Christianity, you know, what does that communicate? You know, some people are like, oh, you know, I don't want to uh, join a denomination. You know, I just want to follow the scriptures. Well, that's what the people called Methodists are about. You know, the people called Methodists, they weren't looking to do anything new or come up with anything new. They were just Christians who were in pursuit of, again, biblical, scriptural, primitive Christianity. That's what they wanted uh, to do. They wanted to live out the true faith of the scriptures. Let's start capitalizing on this the second thing that reformers do that they have the strategy on is that they they're, they're good at grabbing men they're they're good at grabbing in particular the you know the young men because you know let's face it you know we we know that there is a lot of you know even jellyfish um um as as I call it, you know theology out there you know and and when when, when we say even jellyfish you know we you know we're saying that they don't really have a a spine right it's very bendable it just goes with you know, you know, uh, the current flow of the culture and the world and society. It's twisting and turning. It doesn't have, have a firm grasp. It doesn't take stands. It has no backbone. Well, reformers are good at, at pointing that out and saying, hey, we're not like that, by the way. You know, you, you know, we're going to show you, you know, what it means to be a man in the scriptures and pursue biblical masculinity. And we got a bunch of strong guys, a bunch of theologians over here. Well, why don't Methodists talk to these young men? I can't remember ever hearing a Methodist growing up trying to let men know, hey, there's a better theology out there. There is a better way of doing even church and what it means to do church and what it means to live the Christian life. Methodists just don't talk about that. If they do, it's in their bubble and they don't get out enough of the bubble because again, I don't really know much Methodists or even Wesleyans really doing that. You know, again, they're out there and you can get in the world and find out these scholars and theologians. But the reality is, and this is what methodists and wesleyans need to recognize is, is outside of your bubble people aren't really hearing about you people hear about you know it, it it's so easy to find, find a reform podcaster i mean just go on instagram and 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 just try to look look at all the reform you know, uh, you know reform uh accounts out there it's very easy it's very easy to find people on twitter on on facebook on these groups these people are are are, are really out there and they're really working on on this and they have strategies and, and they work and they work, you know, hats off to them. Kudos to them. They, it works and it works to speak to men. And that's why, you know, you have a lot of people, I think that when, you know, they leave that evangelical wisdom and and they recognize, oh, wait a minute, there is a deeper way of life and theology. According to God and following Jesus, they tend to go to the Calvinist side, even if they're not fully, you know, Calvinist, you know, Calvin, uh, Calvinistic they're they're Calvinistic. In, in a lot of their theology. And if push comes to sub, you know, they're going to side with this. Why? Because somebody spoke to them and gave them uh, not only, you know, flag flags uh, planted and show them what they're about and, wh- and what they say the other side is not about. They appealed to, you know, the young men and said, hey, this is what it means to be a, bi- a biblical, masculine, godly Christian. Come join us. Methodists, we don't do that. They don't do that. I mean, just look at, you know, I was thinking of like all all the podcasters again, you know, going back to that. I don't know too many Wesleyan Methodist podcasters. Now, um, I don't say this in pride, but uh, I, you know, besides my channel and the Remonstrance podcast and Plain Spoken, which is by Jeffrey Rickman, you know, hats off to him because he has a great podcast. Besides us, I don't really know people who are in that Wesleyan tradition podcasting. Well, why not? Cause like, like I'll acknowledge that, you know, I don't, I don't, I, um, I don't really have the best podcast. I don't. And, and I say that not to, you know, show, oh, look how humble I am. There's there, you know, there's good podcasts out there, but there aren't really a lot of solid Wesleyan podcasts out there. And people, you know, again, the Methodist people, they, they don't really push for that. They don't really go for that. You know, getting off track here, you know, going to my other point, but even speaking on, on this topic is that, um, you know, reformers, they, they have a lot of, a lot of, uh, books, you know, you know, you know, they have a hu- huge monopoly on systematics on this doctrine, that doctrine methodists, you know, they're out there that, you know, they have them, but it's, it, it's not to the extent of the determination and the tenacity that the reformers have, or the Calvinists have, we just, we just don't do it. We need to start doing this and, 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 you know, um, up and, upping our 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 game like like let's get the work you know let's start start podcasting more let's start making instagram accounts twitter accounts facebook accounts let's start uh you know writing more reading more let's start d- adapting these reform strategies and tactics because they work and again we don't do that as much as them we got to start doing that the other one is and th- and this is just you know what i think about this point and and it's very disappointing to me, but reformers, they have conferences and Methodists don't have any conferences. It's very easy to find reformers who, who are holding conferences. Like think of, think of it just like G3, right? Well, you have a bunch of Calvinists coming together and they're conferencing, they're having a conference. Think of, uh, you know, reform con by, I I'm pretty sure, um, apology at church, that's all their, their, um. You know, they host that, I'm pretty sure. But, you know, whoever it does, again, the reformers are having a conference. It's called ReformCon. Again, they have G3. Even ones like Acts 29 and like the Gospel Coalition, I know, I know, I know they're woke. I know they don't count as as Calvinists. You know, I recognize that those guys aren't reformed. And I'll defend true Calvinists all day long that these guys are not reformed. Uh, reformed. But, you know, the very least is that they were at least, uh, you know, um, flagging. The Reformed tradition Methodists they don't do that. when's the last time? When is the last time you had a Methodist or Wesleyan conference that was you know okay again, maybe they're out there, but that is at least well known. Why is it that people in the evangelical world they hear about this, they know about this, they know about the Calvinist podcast, the books, the accounts. but for you guys, for your know, Methodists and Wesleyans, they don't really know or hear about that at all unless you're just determined to find it out people aren't going to know about it. And they don't know about it because the Methodists and Wesleyans don't do it. And Reformers, they, they get conferences going on. It's very easy to find a, a conference that's Reformed or Calvinistic uh, in, in that um, setup. And again, Methodists, to their shame, just don't do that. And we have to start doing that. And this goes into my next point, is that Reformers are really good. They're really good at supporting each other. Again, hats off to you guys. You you guys are great at at supporting uh, each other. You, you know, you are. It's like if you have a have a um a Calvinist out there, and maybe like, you know, you know, again, like he starts a podcast, he starts, you know, something, well, reformers are just gonna flock and support that podcaster, uh, that conference, you know, that book, that account. They're just gonna flock to it. They support each other. And then they do, you know, cross ministry. Where, you know, they'll they'll grab this uh, reformer and they'll have him on their show, and vice versa. And this guy will do it for that, and this guy will do it for that, and this reformer will will uh, recommend this reformer, et cetera, et cetera. They they support each other. Wesleyans and Methodists they don't really do that. They don't really support each other. Why not? Why aren't we supporting each other? Why aren't we supporting each other's podcasts, ministry accounts, you know, Instagram accounts, channels? Why not? If you're in the rebuilding stage, you know, let this. Let this episode be towards speaking towards the global Methodist people, and 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 the whole entire global Methodist movement right now. Why don't you do these things? You need to start doing these things. You need to start adapting these things. This is going to help you out. Let's start working towards this, this, and, and these strategies. I think I hit um, all of my points. That um, you know, this episode uh, wasn't going to be too, you know, know, too fast, uh, or sorry, (laughs) too long. So, you know, these are the points that have really been on the forefront of, of my mind. I think, again, that Methodists need to start adapting these reform strategies. They're good. The reformers, I don't agree in their theology. I have my reasons, but this episode is saying, hey, I think you guys do a good job at this. And I think Methodists can learn from them and start implementing these strategies, these tactics, and this will help Methodism grow and let people know because this is you know this is the heart of the matter. Again, going back to what I said earlier, is I really do believe that Methodism is way better, way better than Reformed theology. It's it's deeper, because again, it's about true scriptural Christianity. That's what we're after. I say, um, or sorry, you know, we say, hey, you know, here is the Bible. We want to follow that hundred percent. We want to follow that a hundred percent, and I'm not saying that other people don't. But I'm saying there's a deepness to Methodism. There's a richness to it that's better than Calvinism because you can af- uh, affirm as a Methodist, I affirm the sovereignty of God. I affirm um, you know, uh, you know, the, the grace of God in salvation, the necessity, the need for God's grace, the wonders of of his working, monergism that salvation is all a work of God. You know, some Calvinists will, you know, you know, will you know hear that and be like, yeah, right, or that's not true listen, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. Methodism can affirm all that without the extremes and the, and the contradictions. You know, it just, again, it's a better theology. So, uh, you know, performance, ha- hats off to you for these tactics and strategies. Methodists, Wesleyans, let's learn from this, see they're good, and adapt it. Please, again, subscribe and share, whether, the, whether, uh, whether it's on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify, or Rumble. And thanks again, guys.